This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The coaching carousel, but definitely going to recap everything that happened this weekend. And friends, it happened again. Josh Allen played the Chiefs in the playoffs again. And Josh Allen lost to the Chiefs in the playoffs again. Maybe it's not his fault. He didn't kick the ball wide, right? And oh my God, if there are two words you never wanted to hear again in the history of Buffalo fandom, it's wide, right? But that's what happened. And we'll start there in our breakdown of the four divisional round games. Aaron from her igloo, I see the winner hat is on. Joe, voice about 85%, but he's going to push no. through anyway. Damn it. He is... He is he is a warrior, and he's going to push through. Um, I this I, I I can't I felt Bills all week, and I just wanted to finally step on the gas. And I stepped on the gas yesterday, took the two and a or laid the two and a half, and then just watched it sort of slowly slip through my fingers like the sands in an hourglass. Joe, it just fell right through my fingers. I had a lot of Bills futures at really good numbers, so. I was not feeling great. I didn't bet the side, but there was a part of me all week. I'm like, I think I'll be okay. I'm not going to hedge at this point. Once you start hedging, you can't stop. I had conference and Super Bowl. All of it gets blown up yesterday. I can't say I felt great going into it with the number of injuries that the Bills have had. And we had more going into this game. And it happened again. Patrick Mahomes is a dog. You just bet it. And it's going to be in play next weekend, too. And we're going to sit here on the show talking about it. Are we going to do it? It's 9-1-1 now against the spread. 9-1-1. And and nine of those covers, eight are wins. Like, it it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter that his receivers have been horrendous all season. And that's the other part of this. Is this the Chiefs offense that we've been waiting on? Or were they in two great spots against beat up defenses. I don't know. That's going to be uh, the push and pull all week long. But, yeah, you're right. It's not Josh Allen's fault. Josh Allen was awesome, in fact. Like, without him, where are they in this game? I mean, there's a bum that people call a number one wide receiver on the Bills. His name's Stephon Diggs. Like, hmm. how does he drop that? That was a 65-yard dime. I mean, absolute. Was that awesome. was an airdrop into uh, <laughs> uh, the 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 opposition's most heavily fortified militaries. I mean, that thing. <laughs> you saw him let go. Of that it looked like he was trying to hit the moon with it. He was Uncle Rico trying to hit that mountain over there, and it was right where it needed to be. Midair, you're like, Diggs I don't under. know where that's going, oh. but he he overthrew that right. Like he had to overthrow it. Like no. It was right there. Touchdown with Shakur was awesome. He used his legs when they needed it. Nothing to do with him. People are going to focus on the kicker. And Aaron, I think if you want to talk about McDermott, I wonder in Buffalo today if people are thinking, should his job be safe? I don't know. I mean, they no, were 6-6. Six and six. Man. 
When do you do that Buffalo hit? Because I am curious what they have to say. I think if you're blaming Josh Allen, you are wrong. The whole, like, can't get it done against the Chiefs thing. I feel my biggest takeaway is I feel so bad for that guy. Like, it was almost hard to watch him at that postgame press conference, like, holding back the tears. Like, in a year where the Chiefs have not had the best season, you got the the Bills had the injuries, the wide right, like, oh, man. And two to four plays go the Bills' way, and they win that game. I I feel so bad for him. I really do. But going back to Stefan Diggs being a bum, like the national media before that game, Joe, were talking Diggs up. And I'm like, did they not hear Joe Ostrowski call the guy a bum? 21 yards. He's <laughs> under hit by a mile. So I hope Ooh. people tailed that. They haven't <laughs> been watching the second half of the season. Because Diggs hasn't no. done anything in months. And without Gabe Davis, too. I mean, how many weapons could Josh Allen really rely on? Uh, I mean, Kincaid was there. Um, he, his, he seemingly was able to rely on his tight ends uh, the, the, most of the second half of the season. And James Cook gave him a solid effort again. I mean, that's the thing is, as a Bills fan, and that's what they're going to do this morning uh, is post-mortem the whole season, not just last night. Heavy focus mm-hmm. will be on last night, obviously. But they're going to look back and say, this, that, the other thing. McDermott's going to catch heat. I've already seen Bills fans online saying, man, why didn't you run out of the two-minute warning? Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that with a fake punt? What are we doing? Um, And I I think it's fair to question all of those things because McDermott and clock management have not always been the two most inextricably linked things in football. Um, The the fake punt, I, I understand they may have like a hot call there where the opposition lines up with less than 11 players and you go, well, we're doing it. But there are just certain times and places for that kind of stuff. They got away with it because of the Hardman fumble. But um, there were plenty of – the story is missed opportunities for Buffalo last night. And on the season as a whole, I think it doesn't make you feel any better because you can't pin the blame on one person specifically if you're a Bills fan. But the story is – we just got too banged up on the defensive side of the ball and our defense wasn't what it's been in past years. And then you started to strip pieces away, Joe, and it was even less than it was at, earlier in the year when we were struggling in some spots. So it that's the story I think for Bills fans, it, it, it's not, it's not a pretty neatly tied up present, but that's what it is. That's where I'm at, Chris. They were the six and six record and they end up mm-hmm. with the two seed because of how they played down the final stretch and they did win a lot of those close games and the t- it worked out perfectly with bringing in Joe Brady. Like that was part of the change yeah. that we saw. And for all of those injuries, we always talk in NFL betting terms about cluster injuries and the bills probably dealt with it more than anybody. And they were still there in the end like to, to take Mahomes to the very end, you end up losing by a field goal. Part of it was because of the, the kick, too. Like when he bass lines up, they have to try to tie it. Like, you're basically hoping for overtime at that point. Mm-hmm. Didn't everybody have that sinking feeling? Like even at home? Yeah. Like it just felt like, oh, man, we've seen and this even before. If, even if he makes it, Aaron, like, the Chiefs are getting the ball back. And in a tie game, I, I mean, Mahomes <clears throat> isn't going to get them in that sp- – I mean, so, like, it's it, – as much as it felt like down the stretch, the way the Bills played, as Joe just mentioned, like, hey, man, team of destiny, all that stuff. Oh, yeah, we're we're putting it all together. This is the year. They knew in the back of their heads the whole time because of those holes on defense, because of some other things that it wasn't it, that if they had to 
win in a big spot, even at home. Like, you had those worries. They had to exist. And going back to what Joe was saying all earlier on the Chiefs side, like the stars showed up. Kelsey showed up. Mahomes, it's like they did flip a switch. Pacheco had a game. Like everything was also like Kelsey hadn't been the same guy for a lot of this season. Like he really stepped up. Like it was just it was crazy, but I'm glad as a fan, we did get a bit of a thriller and another classic between oh, these yeah. two teams this yeah. time in Buffalo. Like it was a great game. We had, we had three didn't... great finishes, right? I mean, yeah. over the weekend. And then just as far as the bills, like when you take a step back, take a deep breath and look at it, like, should they have even been there? I know the yardage was close, but yeah. Talk about the, the Hardman fumble through the end zone. Worst rule in football. It usually always goes against me. It went for me this time, For at least I thought. Um, the yards per play, guys, 7-7 seven, seven to 4-7. Like, Mahomes was so efficient. I mean, that was part of the problem yeah. with the Bills receivers. We talked about digs and a lot of the drops that we were seeing or plays that were not made. I mean, Allen had, didn't even get to 200 passing yards on 39 pass attempts. Like, it was rough. Jeez. Yeah. And, and yeah. to bring it back to the original point, like the whole thing flips if Diggs makes that catch. We're talking about a completely yep. different mm-hmm. set of numbers because that's a, what, a 65-yard pickup, 70-yard pickup, whatever it may have been. It completely flips. Let's pivot to the other game from yesterday on the NFC side. Um, Lions beat the Bucks 31-23. Didn't really pull away until late. Uh, and then Baker Mayfield with the INT at the end. Tampa had a chance to get the backdoor cover on the six, uh, if that's what you had. They go for two. That's what the analytics tell you to do. I get it. I don't have a problem with it. But incomplete to Mike Evans on what I thought should have been an interference. But, hey, they don't call it. It is what it is. Evans had a huge day as it was. Eight for 147. Uh, weekly wide receiving uh, re- receiving yards leader at plus 750. That hits. Uh, Baker weekly passing leader hits at plus 450, 349 yards. He has cemented his spot. I got to think they try and run it back again next year with Mayfield and Evans and Godwin. And and he started to build some chemistry with Otten late in the year. They have to try, bring the Rashad White, bring them all back together at least one more year. Mayfield's going to need a multi-year deal, Joe, but I have to think they, they feel like they've found a guy at least for the next couple of years. Yeah, I think you're right. And the question is, will they have Dave Canales back? Because he's a guy that's out there interviewing for a number of jobs over the past week, and I'm sure that's going to happen again this week. We were all over Mike Evans on the show. The matchup, the talent, we kept talking about him for receiving leader and playing those alt numbers all the way up to 150-plus, which he missed by three yards. That was 9-1, to guys. But if you ladder it, like you hit a bunch of of nice spots there uh, for Evans. So we were there as far as that goes. And, man, this is just – I'm not making excuses. I'm not the biggest Lions fan. But the setup has been perfect for them. Perfect. Goff starts the playoffs at home twice. And then yesterday, you get the Bucs. I would say probably most people would look at them as the worst team playing over the weekend. Be a debate between them and the Texans. Uh, We'll get to that game coming up. But, man, what a setup. And – The reason I have such a tough time with Detroit, again, they give up over 400 yards yesterday to Baker. 
You give up over 400 yards. Um, you did the same thing with the Rams. Like, that's understandable, going against McVay and Stafford and Puka and all that. But then you do it yesterday. Like, that's tough. Goff and the run game is saving their season. Goff playing clean football indoors, no picks last three weeks. That's saving their season. So got to give them credit. I mean, every time you, you, you look at a Lions fan, you're like, okay, I guess. You guys have been waiting and waiting and waiting. It wasn't that long ago you, you couldn't win a game, and now, you hear, now you're here going to the NFC Championship game. So it's awesome for them. What was not awesome if you had the Bucks plus six and a half. You mentioned it, Chris. Bulls does the right thing. I think everybody was expecting him to just kick the extra point in the moment. Yeah. He does the right thing. Collinsworth explains why he's doing the right thing. They just didn't convert. If they get that two-point conversion down six, most Bucks backers end up getting the cover there. Yeah. The Lions' pass defense is the biggest thing oh. that scares me. I mean, Detroit has allowed 346.3 passing yards in the last three games. Like, now you're going to the NFC Championship game. Like, I don't know. That worries me a lot <laughs> going into this game. But I'm with you. You got to give credit to Goff. It's really impressive what he's done. His development there in Detroit, seeing his game evolve. Uh, and then also Gibbs, he's been living up to the hype too. He stood out to me also. Yeah, and Goff ends up joining that really short list of guys who have taken multiple teams uh, to conference championship games. I saw that list last night. I mean, names on that list include like Brady, Manning. I mean, you're not. we're not comparing Jared Goff skill-wise to Brady and Manning, but he's coming up big in big moments. So you're right. We have to acknowledge what he's done. We will preview the championship games, early looks at the AFC and NFC championship games in the third and final hour today here on BetQL Daily, live coast to coast on the BetQL network, and of course on your Odyssey app as well. And we will dive into the Saturday games in just a couple of minutes as well. We would be remiss to not mention the biggest star of last night's games. No, no, it was not Tay Tay. Joe? It was Jason, shirtless Jason Kelsey chugging beers oh, yeah. while hanging out of the box at Highmark Stadium. What was better, Kelsey in-game or Kelsey pre-game? Did you guys see some of the videos that were coming out with Bills Mafia? Oh, my I was goodness. Really, yeah. I was really hoping some Bills <laughs> some you know really kind Bills fan would let themselves get like tombstone pile drive through a table by Jason Kelsey or something crazy. But he, he's, just, he's just a dude who looks like fun to hang out with. And now he can so be much the big, biggest Chiefs fan in the world, right? right. Yeah, I'm sure there were some Eagles fans. Oh, was he wearing a Chiefs hat? Was he hanging well, out with all the Chiefs? Whatever. Um, it was phenomenal. He's, it's just, I think it's just the tip of the iceberg. Dude's going to be oh, living his best life. Yeah. He was not, yeah. but he was not the guy going through the fire table uh, with his pants lighting no. on fire. He, he was Maybe. not that guy. <laughs> Next next year when they play the Bills, maybe. It yeah. is Beck UL Daily presented by BetMGM alongside Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth. I'm Chris Mack. Coming up next, what about those Saturday games? Baltimore squashing Houston in the second half. Niners holding on. Oh, remember the offseason when nobody was interested in this guy, apparently? The Lamar Jackson revenge tour continues at top speed, barreling towards the AFC Championship game. And maybe beyond as the Ravens absolutely squash the Texans in the second half of their divisional round matchup. We'll get to Niners Packers and a recap and look back at that one 
in just a couple of moments as well. Jason Lockenfora, Odyssey NFL Insider, at the top of the hour. And in the final hour today on BetQL Daily, we start to dig in on these championship game matchups. Alongside Aaron and Joe, I'm Chris Mack, and we are live coast-to-coast on the BetQL Network. BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. And 34-10 the final. Lamar goes Lamar, 100 yards on the ground, a couple of touchdowns on the ground, uh, adds through the air as well. And still, this thing stays under, uh, not just the total under the 43 and a half, uh, but we get, or under 45 and a half. Well, it was, it there. well, it, it was, was, yeah, that, it was a tough one, Chris, because so like all week it was 43 and a half. That ends up going over. A lot of people got yeah. 44. That's a push. And then at a couple spots, it closed 44 and a half, and that goes under. More of the story, like if you look at all these totals this weekend, the, the mark is like dead on them. Like they all on came the, down yeah, to final possession. Yeah. yeah. Uh, most of the props go under, at least on the Texan side, Stroud, uh, Collins. By the way, uh, a moment, if we may, for uh, president of the Nico Collins fan club, Aaron Hawksworth, <laughs> to say any words in memoriam. Nope, she's just going to shake her head and no, I'm out. I can't, I can't, uh, too choked up. Can't uh, talk about Nico right now. Um, the, the, I'll have some I, I things had, for court. I, I had hope on this one. So full disclosure, the, I, much of the afternoon, unless I was looking down at my phone, I didn't know exactly what the score and time on the clock were because we were at this cash bash for my daughter's softball team and the TVs were wonky. Like I had to be the guy, of course, <laughs> to go around and turn on all the TVs in this, in this fire hall where we're doing the cash bash for the softball team. And only one TV in the corner was adjusted correctly so you could see, like, the score bug at the bottom of the screen. Anyway, I was watching it and thinking, the Texans might have a shot. They're going to keep it close. And then the punt return, you're like, oh, okay, maybe. And then the second half of the game, you didn't need to see the score bug or the clock at the bottom. All you had (laughs) to see was what was happening and go, oh, yeah, Lamar's in his bag again. Lamar was in his bag again, Joe. And this guy, like I said, is approaching top speed if he hasn't hit terminal velocity already at just the right time. Once in a while, there are times when you see a coach talk and you're thinking, "Uh, maybe I should make a second half bet just based on how he's looking right now. (laughs) Like they they know something and they made the adjustments. D'Amico Ryans did what he could, right? Um, sent, sent everyone the entire first half. Highest blitz rate Lamar Jackson has faced in his entire career. And they were hanging around. Like, he he knew something. Like, he did a good job. And then, you know what? There's a great coaching staff on the other side, too, with great players. And they made the adjustment to all those blitzes all day. And, yeah, they took off. They were phenomenal. You know, I think a lot of people would take a look at this and say, ah, see, when the Texans faced a really tough team. I'm not there. That's not the route I'm going to. I'm thinking about all the receivers that went down for them and just in year one to get to this point and how they dominated the draft. And they have what looks to be a phenomenal coach. So the Texans are set up for some high-level success for, I think, a very long period of time. But, yeah, they don't get that punt return touchdown. It's like probably 34-3. to it looks even worse than what it ended up being, and that under ends up covering. But, uh, yeah, and the Ravens' defense, just phenomenal. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's the big talking point, too. 
you have the most balanced team in the NFL, in the Ravens. Offensively, defensively, great coaching, and then they keep the Texans to 213 yards, total yards. Like, there's something to the Texans not facing great teams all year. And then we saw what happened. But you know what? They Just getting to this point, I'm not going to say, oh, well, look, they just faced a great team and, and this is what they are. Like, I'm not, not quite there. But I, I give more credit to the Ravens than just ripping the Texans. Who, by the way, 213 yards, they didn't enter the red zone. Like, there was a lot of that going on this weekend where it's like, yeah, division around. These defenses are really ratcheting things up. The defense for the Ravens looked phenomenal. And I kind of thought the same thing as you, Chris. I was a little surprised how close things were in the first half. Then you had this feeling at halftime like the Ravens are a better team and something's going to happen. And then it just wasn't even close. But credit to Lamar. The Ravens' defense was phenomenal, and they really limited C.J. Stroud. But, I mean, I don't feel as bad for the Texans like I do the Bills. Like, this was a great season for them. I'm sure it sucks that it's over. But overall, it doesn't have the same kind of feeling for me um, as it did, you know, with the Bills. Just disappointing. You you Even if you're not a Bills fan, you want Josh Allen to get there. So I I think the future is very bright for the Texans. Uh, I was on a couple Texans props. A little disappointed, but still, I think everyone expected the Ravens to win this game. That's why the point spread was like double digits. Yeah, if you're a Texans fan, I mean, you feel the best, I think. Despite having the ugliest loss of this weekend, you feel the best of the four fan bases that walked away losers this weekend because your window is is, is just barely starting to creak open, right? Whereas, right. you know, the comparison you make to the Bills fan base is a good one because that window, you're you're right in the prime of your championship window, and that thing's going to start to shut eventually. And... That's where the questions about McDermott come up, right? So if you're a Texans fan, though, you're right. This thing's in its infancy, right? Ryan's first season. You know, maybe you have some worries that if Bobby Slowick goes off somewhere, maybe that stunts Stroud's growth a little bit. I could see that, but that kid just, he he put it all together. And and I got to think the lessons he learned from Slowick, and again, D'Amico Ryan's isn't going anywhere. The lessons he learned from this staff are going to stick with him long beyond his rookie year. So you feel really good. You know, you mentioned all the, all the work they've done in the draft too, Joe, like this, this organization with all the high, high end picks they have over the next few years because of the Watson deal, they are set up for success over the next at least half decade. So I think if you're a Texans fan, despite the ugly loss, you do, you feel really good about the future in Houston. Yeah. And I, I would understand those concerns about Slowick, but the, the year also happened. He got to like Stroud is so smart. He's going to take what he learned and what he worked on, and he'll remember what worked with Slowick moving forward, even if he's not the OC. You know, like that was going on with uh, a little bit of Josh Allen too. Oh, Josh Allen without Dayball, it's really hurting him. It hurt him this year, and then you know they got something going with Joe Brady in the second half of the season into the playoffs. So I mean, for the good ones. I don't think it matters. Like, yeah, it, they'll make their adjustments, and if it's not working, they'll move on. So, I mean, Stroud is just such a team guy. They all have so much faith in the guy. He's super smart. Like, yeah, I'm. 
there will be that uh, initial worry. But I would look at it and say, even if Slowick's not there, we got a dude back. We got Tank Dell back. Like, we got three really good receivers, <laughs> young receivers on the outside, and we ended the season with only one of them. It was just Nico Collins. That's why uh, everybody's looking at the prop as far as that goes. But, yeah, Lamar, like, if you went into it and said, ah, fade Lamar. Lamar is a heavy favorite. It's bad. Lamar in the playoffs, it's bad. Another situation. For the good ones, when the sample size is big enough, he's going to show you why he's going to be a two-time MVP in short order. And show you why he got paid and bet on himself. Like, I think him getting paid also, like, matters. You know what I mean? Like, he was able to lock in that contract, and I had a feeling he was going to still step up in this situation despite the history. Well, yeah, he, he, that's that's an organizational vote of confidence, mm-hmm. right? We're finally going to give you at least close to what you're asking for, and we're linking arms with you, right? Walking hand-in-hand hand down the path. Um, and for a guy like Lamar, I think that's important. He wants to feel like the entire organization has his back. Some guys work mm-hmm. better when they're going against the headwinds, and that's their motivation. Oh, it's me against the world. You know, the Baker Mayfield types. But in Lamar's <laughs> case, he wants to know the organization has his back. And they they leaned in on that this year. And he's also got the added motivation of, Oh, and these are the only guys that that were interested. Everybody else immediately was out on me. I'll show all of them then. And I think that's Mm -hmm. what's working for him. That's why we're talking about an MVP favorite uh, going into an AFC championship game as a favorite against the Chiefs. It it, it all adds up. Um, As for Niners-Packers, the late game on Saturday, wow. By the hair on their chinny chin chin, <laughs> the the Niners get away with one against the Packers on a missed field goal late. It can't hurt anytime you lean in on Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle, and that's what they did offensively when they started to figure things out. Brock Purdy didn't have a great game without Debo Samuel for much of it when he goes out. Um, they're able to maintain despite Aaron Jones going over a hundred. And I want to to say this is the first time anybody's gone over 100 against San Francisco in a long time. Um, But they got away with one. That's what it amounts to. We could talk about how good Purdy looked, Joe, on that final drive, and he did. Six to seven, 62 yards on the game-winning drive. Um, And and we could talk about Jordan Love finally kind of turning a little bit back into a pumpkin. Um, But I I don't put this on Jordan Love. This is another one. It comes down to, unfortunately, the kicker. And it, like the fans in Buffalo, the fans in Green Bay are going, ah, the kicker. Two very different stories on Saturday with the ones. You've got the Ravens dominating all afternoon, and then you've got the Niners just skating by. Win, don't even come close to covering. This one closed at 10.5, ends up going under. And by the way, that Greenlaw interception to steal it, when he's just going sideline to sideline <laughs> and everybody's like, what are you doing? Well, the people that were not yelling get down were the people that had San Francisco tickets and had yeah. the over. Because if he somehow scores on that play, like both are probably cashing depending what number you ended up getting. But, yeah, I mean, big takeaway. You know, you you made the case. We, we all did. The Houston, you feel good after that loss even though you got destroyed. Mm-hmm. I think Green Bay should feel like they're in pretty good spots. Like Love had a bad game, mm-hmm. ends another Love turnover, but they found their guy. They weren't sure 
Like that's why they waited on the fifth year option, but everything he did this year proved now they got their new guy. And again, just got to work on that defense a little bit. They've got similar situation, right? Young quarterback, yeah. high level of success. A gr- I don't want to say great, but a, a very promising group of young receivers too. Like, is that the quarterback lifting them up? Maybe, but yeah, these teams, they're going to be back in the divisional round for darn sure. Um, maybe it's just Purdy's bad and rain. Like that, that, that might be the case. It was awful. 16 incompletes in that game, but yes, he did it in money time. That was big. Niners only got into the red zone once, guys. Like, we expected them to go up and down the field. Got into the red zone only one time in this game, and um, certainly something that we'll be tracking all week long, that Debo injury. Because if you look at the on-off splits, they are ugly when Debo's not on the field for the entire yeah. game. Purdy in the rain, that <laughs> that is something. I, you would think <laughs> hopefully he can figure that out. But the other thing that stood out to me was three times in the first half, the Packers got into the red zone. They weren't able to finish things out. So credit to the Niners defense, but also like – they were so close. Like if you could just figure out how to finish off those drives, like maybe we'd be talking about something different, but again, like a few quarterbacks, like Baker, the Bucks got their guy. We know the Packers got their guy. There was really no questions after the season started about CJ Stroud, but interesting that a lot of these playoffs playoff teams in the divisional round, we learned a lot about their quarterback and that, you know, they don't need to be looking elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, Jordan Love grew by orders of magnitude, it felt like, week after week down the stretch. And that's exactly what you're hoping for when a guy has to sit and redshirt as long as he did effectively, finally gets an opportunity to take over. You, you see some of the growing pains in the first half of the year. And then all of a sudden, what do, you, what, do, what do you throw? I think three interceptions after the first week of November, and two of them came Saturday night. I mean, he was just so surgical with the football you talk about the receivers coming along too yeah if we talk about teams that can walk away from this weekend feeling good about their futures despite Mm -hmm. the losses that they weathered the Packers are definitely right there with the Texans and you know it's in both of them in divisions too where you know the Packers are gonna have to deal with the Lions I know but what the heck are the Vikings we don't even know who their quarterback is same could be said for the Bears, probably. Are they going to commit to Fields? Eberflus? No. What? Um, so, you know, in divisions, Texans in the AFC South, where maybe they can do something with it. All right. Time to call these hearings, these proceedings to order. BetQL Court, we got issues you're going to hear about them next, right here on BetQL Daily. And welcome back into BetQL Daily, live coast to coast on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Chris Mack alongside Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth. And yeah, we've got issues that need to be discussed. Jason Locke and Fora, Odyssey NFL insider at the top of the hour. We'll touch on the NFL coaching carousel too in the second hour. Uh, is it interesting to anybody that nobody else really seems all that interested in Bill Belichick other than the Falcons? Uh, what's up with Harbaugh? Uh, where do some of the other names land? Slowick, Quinn, McDonald, Johnson. Uh, and then in the final hour, we start to dive into these uh, championship game previews. Lightning bets as well all right we've all got somebody we need to put on the stand hawk i'll let you get us started who are we putting on trial this week in beck you 
Well, this is just people who are trolling on social media. Now, I had a feeling this was coming because Paul was saying how one of the videos that was put out on Instagram or the ex of mine did very well. And I was like, oh, great. You know, I think I was talking about um, how I was betting CJ Stroud and Jordan Love and they both went over on passing touchdowns. And then I also said that I think one of these or both of these big dogs that I liked all of the underdogs uh over the divisional weekend i would you know i didn't end up putting them in my lightning butts but i i said it all week long i like these dogs i you know i like the texans however i also do have ravens afc and ravens super bowl so my thing is people it was very clear to me how many people don't know how betting works and how spreads work because the ravens flock came out in droves the ravens won you look so silly Really? Because I never said they were going to win. I like the Texans on the spread, you idiot. Learn how to bet. I was so annoyed. I went after each and every one of these people and clapped back at them. Because, no, you look silly, dude, with your blue mirror sunglasses, you clown. Yeah, I was so mad. I was so mad. Like, I never said the Texans are winning outright. Go Don't listen to the podcast the and leave me alone. So yeah, that's what I'm mad about. Was I this woke Instagram? Up, yeah, I woke up to a bunch yeah, of figured. comments. Like they couldn't wait. People who don't even follow me were chiming in. And I'm like, you look silly now because the Ravens won. That wasn't even in the video. I don't even know what you're talking about. You're you look silly. Do you know how betting works? Like, this is so so annoying. So yeah, I I guess any engagement is good engagement. After I responded to each person that called me stupid, then I just stopped looking. I'm like, let's just yeah. let the engagement go now. <laughs> Man, don't feed the trolls, Aaron. What what's don't. your what's your rule, Chris? Do you just never respond? Like a lot of times, it depends. It depends. It depends on my mood. It depends yeah. what they say. Do they follow me? Like, it, oh, I is it a Saturday? Need to defend myself. Because yeah, I admit I when I'm wrong, and I had a few bets. wasn't the best weekend. By the way, James Cook rushing plus receiving, it hit by a half, like a half. I think he finished with 82, and it was 81 and a half uh, for the oh, over. Diggs hit. Jordan Love didn't hit. Nico didn't hit. And Amon Ra didn't hit. Like, I, I had a rough weekend. I think it, I went one for four or something like that. But still, like, if you're going to come after someone, make sure you also know what you're talking about. Never said Texans were winning outright. Okay? There we go. Okay. Feel I, like, I like the okay. The, 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 the lilted okay at the end. Okay. Okay. All right. Stay out of my way. Um, good I stuff. feel fine. I also have Ravens futures, so call me a clown so, all you want. You post those. <laughs> post those next week. Post I those. actually, I I meant to cover up how much I placed on them, and I was going to be like, here's the receipts. Who looks silly now? I'll do it today. Okay, I mean, there, there, there's like nobody on the network that defends or comes up with a reason to back the Ravens more than you. You know? It's like the, I worked for the team, and I guess I, I should have known. Maybe some of these people do follow me because when you work yeah. for a team for a few years, you get some of those fans. So it's not like right. I was even turning my back on them. I bet the Ravens AFC September 5th, and then I bet Super Bowl like 
November 5th. Like I w- I've been all in on this team. I was like, so- I'm mm-hmm. still mad. Clearly I go. Yeah. You're not let go of this one easy. Get your receipts ready for this weekend. <laughs> pull, pull it out like a CVS receipt, right? It's just this long, like yeah. yard and a half and just post it real big. Bang. Right there on Instagram. Uh, if the Ravens win on Sunday night. All right, Joe, what do you got? BetQL4, yeah. somebody's on trial. Who? CBS is the worst. I I just always do no receipt option because I don't I don't want to yeah. deal with that. I just get, yeah. Mike, oh, you're going to give me this coupon that I'm not going to use, that I can only use by tomorrow. Like, I'm not coming back to this hell. <laughs> like, the, the carpet's always dirty. Oh. I didn't even bring, yeah. I didn't even plan a there's, CBS. There's, there's people it sitting is. around the pharmacy and they're all hacking on each other. I feel like I'm getting COVID just well, stepping into walking CBS. In, yeah. Like, I'd and, rather overpay on Amazon. And now there's never anybody up front. Like, you're trying to buy medicine and you need some kid who's 20 years younger than you to check your ID. It's like, dude, get out of here. <laughs> CBS sucks. Uh, anyways. All right. So... I'm up against it today. I'm walking into court representing myself. And I'm going up against a three, four-month-old puppy. So it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough when I lay out my case, right? It feels like with uh, with Tucker, the golden retriever, which looks like a polar bear right now, baby polar bear, it's two Aww. steps forward, one step back. Like We have good days, really good days. Like we're, at, I, I know it's freezing outside, but we're at the point, sliding door open, he's going to go take care of business, come back in. But like, we're also still at the point where he's going outside, he's having fun for a while, comes in, and then he just relieves himself all over the place. Oh. Like, or <laughs> he goes into like his little playpen area, like he, you were just outside having a good time for like a while. It gets freezing, right? Come in, warm up. And then he's going to go buy his toys and pinch a loaf. It's like, dude, (laughs) you were just outside for like 15 minutes. You got to come in here and do this. He was having too much fun playing in the snow. He forgot what he was out there for. And then he remembers when he comes back in. (laughs) So there there he is. (laughs) Baby polar man. And then it's so hard to get mad at him. Like, look at that guy. Look at that. So hard. get mad at that face. Yeah. Yeah. No. I don't – yeah, I'm new to this this uh, dog scene, so uh, I don't know how long this is going to take. But, you know, it's a bad time of year to potty train. Like, there'd be yes. no issues if it were above zero. But we're not getting that right now here. So uh, I know I'm going to lose my case against the judge, but I'm taking Tucker to court. <laughs> I think, yeah, the maybe – if the only thing is you'd have to go out there with him and you don't let him back in until my wife does. And that's just not an option in this type of weather. Like I, I agree. I'd be like, nah, I'm not putting five layers on to sit outside for 20 minutes Mm -hmm. while you pee. That's my, my daughter's like, nah, I'm like, no, my wife will go out with him, but that's, that's about it right now. So I, I jumped in late. Chris, I heard you talking about who's making money, just picking up, waste all over the place in your area oh there was there used to be a little girl in our neighborhood <laughs> who would just come around and clean up all the poop in your yard for you and she would charge it was just a flat fee like hey uh you know 10 bucks a week or whatever i don't know five bucks a week um and but it didn't matter like you could have a saint bernard who goes every five oh. minutes and it's like a, oh. a minefield out there 
Or you could have a little bitty itty tiny dog who leaves little Tootsie Rolls all over the yard. Didn't matter. She charged the same fee, right? So same size like, yard. It doesn't matter. Like my yard's same massive. Same size yard. She, she right. So, I, but she made bank on this thing. I think the girl ended up paying for her college with this thing. Because think about it. No especially way. this time of especially this time wow. of year in our wow. in our uh, climate, like. I'm not going outside. Yeah. I can only imagine when that snow melts out in the backyard. I've later thought this about week, it so much. Yeah. What I'm going to find. Dear really? God. I'd pay I wouldn't 50 mind, bucks to a 12 year old to go out there and shovel it all up. I would. I know it's going to be ice, but I wouldn't mind a rain right now because yeah. just like looking out there and, and seeing yellow snow, I'm like, ugh. Oh, our dog. Our dog's five years old, Joe. So this doesn't get much better. She doesn't go inside anymore, but she'll pee right on the deck. Because she doesn't want to go oh, out yeah. in the snow. Because it's like this. She's only this tall, and the snow's that tall. So she doesn't want to go out there. So, <laughs> and peeing on the Aww. deck is a minor success at this point, rather than peeing in the house. All right, um, I have to put somebody on trial, and it's the people that don't understand that there are major sporting events on, and everybody wants to watch them. I mentioned this cash bash we did for my daughter's softball organization. Everybody comes, you're buying raffle tickets, all this stuff, at a fire hall, giant fire hall with TV screens all over the place. We walk into the place, there's one little tiny TV in the corner on the Ravens game. One little, it wasn't even on the Ravens game, actually. It was on Ant-Man. I had to go over, oh my for God. the remote, and then find the cable box in some back room in order to change the channel to the Ravens-Texans game. I'm that guy. I'm going to walk in. I don't care if it's your house. I don't care... If it's your backyard, if I'm coming to spend time in your area and there's a game on that I'm interested in, I'm taking the remote. I don't care if I, if I have to rip it out of your hands and I'm putting that game on. So maybe I'm putting myself on trial for just aggressive handling of remote controls and televisions, or maybe I'm putting people on trial who don't understand, hey, the game's on. Everybody wants to watch it. As soon as I turn the TV and turned all the TVs on in this place to the Ravens-Texans game, you could hear a murmur through the crowd. Everybody goes, oh, oh, yeah, game. Yeah, of course everybody wants to watch the game. What are we doing, people? And, and you're in AFC North country. Right. It's amazing. Everybody's rooting for the Texans. Everybody yeah. wants to see the Ravens somehow fall on their face. And it was like everybody had collectively forgotten that this game was on so, so we could watch wow. Ant-Man for the 13,000th time. And not even like HBO version of Ant-Man. TBS version of Ant-Man. Oh, no. Commercials? Get out of here. Commercials, yeah. So so I got to hear people Mm. sing about Cialis or whatever every five minutes while (laughs) Ant-Man shrinks and gets bigger, shrinks and gets bigger. Speaking of Cialis. Anyway, Jason Lockenfora, Odyssey NFL insider. What's he think about the coaching carousel? What's he think about the fallout of divisional round weekend? He joins us next right here on BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM.